You're not about that life, champ. I can see it. Game over, man. Game over. He runs with the 50. He runs with the 40. The guy is drunk. Playoffs? You kidding me? Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Here we go. Play to win the game. That was one heck of a timeout. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. John is in trouble. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. EA Hunter sarcastically speaking about sports podcast. Sarcastically speaking about sports. BA Hunter. Here with an episode. Um, I'm gonna have my man um Nuff Set on. Uh local local comic slash businessman, entrepreneur. Um, I met this guy um a couple years back when I was out doing the comedy thing hard. Um he came out to an open mic I was I was hosting, running, um, got up. Um, and I remember just talking to him afterwards, just telling him, man, yeah, man, you got some stuff. Keep coming. Keep doing it. You know, we ended up um, collaborating on another show, uh, open mic slash show for a little while. And he's been out there still grinding, making it happen. I see him on social media. I mean, that dude, that dude's making moves. He He's inspired me to do a lot just just from watching his moves. I mean, he's the one that made that it, watching him actually pushed me to go out and, you know, secure my llc for this this uh this thing i'm doing but yeah we're gonna give him a call here in a second sarcastically speaking about sports being hunter What's up, Mr. Nuff said, comedian, entrepreneur, businessman. How, how you doing, sir? I'm chilling, brother. How about yourself? I can't complain. Can't complain, man. I mean, quick question up front. I mean, because we were yeah, sure. we were originally supposed to do this um on Monday and I I unfortunately had to back out cuz I had a some medical a medical appointment I couldn't miss. And you made a comment to me and you said, "Hey, you know what? No big deal." I'm, I I work for myself, um, and I was like, "Good point, good fucking point, man." <laughs> how I mean, how long has it been that way for you? Uh, it's, uh, about two two and a half years. Two and a half years of just working for yourself. So, so like when you so you you actually had like a Joe job and you know went to work nine to five and did all that type of thing like everyone else, or how how did that work? Yeah, I had a uh, I was a supervisor, man, at uh, at uh, Durban. Out in Vacaville? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was a supervisor out there, man. And uh well first I started out like a forklift driver. And I worked my way all the way up to a supervisor like within a uh, about a year. Eight months to a year I was a supervisor. But like the hours uh sucked. You know what I mean? Like I would go I had to be at work at, at four in the morning and get off at, at two thirty. So and then we worked, we worked, uh, four, four tens. Yeah. I do. So I would work, yeah, Monday through Thursday. So I thought it would work good with comedy, man, but I'd be tired as hell after I got off work. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Cause you, I mean, you work, what you said you were going in at four and you're getting off at four. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so try and hit, oh, try to hit open mic and then go to work. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's no open mics in Fairfield, so I'd have to go to Oakland, I mean, to the Bay Area or Sacramento. Right. Yeah, so. And so you, yeah, so. so yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, so yeah, so it just made it tough, man. So I just set a date one day, man. I'm I set a date, like, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to leave here. Uh, I wanted to leave uh, October 1st was the date, 2020. That was my date set. I said it before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, man. So wait, you, you said you were gonna leave? You were gonna leave? Oh, you were gonna leave the state of California? No, I was gonna leave the job. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that's how I got to be the entrepreneur. That was, yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna leave the job. I was at it like I set a date. You know what I mean, like this is the date. I don't care. <laughs> I'm saying what it is that they got me doing this date. I'm not coming back October first. Was it was there something specific that had happened on the job, or you just finally just got to the point where you're just like, look, something's got to give. I can't. I mean, I mean, yeah. Nah, I'm I'm, I'm a comedian. Right. <laughs> That's. I'm a comedian, so it's just, uh, and then also just like I would just see like the bosses there. You know what I'm saying? It just like I, I took it. You know what I mean? Like I just held a not not like, not, not a grudge, but. I just see them as like I'm working to make their dreams come true. That shit bothered me. Wow. Like it bothered me. Like they, I was doing a lot more work than they were doing, but they were reaping way more benefits than me. And I see that every day. I see the kind of car I was driving to work. I seen the kind of car they was driving to work. I seen what time they got to come in, and if they came in at all, I know I had to be there every day. Right. So, yeah. So it was just. My mentality was, you know, I got to get up out of here. I've Honestly, though, bro, I've never held a job. I always say this. I've never held a job over two years in my life. Never? Never in my life, bro. I've, I've started out strong. I'll be there every day. I'll be on time. I get awards and everything, bro. I get awards and everything. And then, like, a year with, in a year, I'll be like, man, fuck this place. <laughs> 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 you know I, I, maybe it's because I felt like I should have got like advanced faster or you know but yeah it's just like uh, I'm stagnant I'm not growing right I was never I mean and, and don't get me wrong the jobs I was doing like basically like labor forklift driving you know but I did like I did dabble uh, I became an electrician but yeah just you know, do you still have? I, I mean, can you still do that? If you wanted to go back to doing electri- electricity, electrician type work, could you go back and do that if you wanted to, or, or no? Or? Yeah, man, finding a job is easy. Working is easy. Working for yourself is harder than working for somebody else. They're gonna train you to do what they want you to do, and see, how they want you to do. It. And see, that's the ex- right what you just said right there. That's and that's probably why most of us, including me. Uh, are scaredy cats because we know that trying to go out and do your own thing ain't easy you know and you're doing it yeah but I know because I know in the back of my my mind like if I needed to I can always go get a job right Walmart's always hiring somebody's always hiring yeah this is true yeah I can always go get a job I I know how to drive a forklift I know how to do I have other skills so I know if I really needed it I would go get I can go get a job but I'd rather, you know what I mean? I, I, I enjoy my freedom. There's some days I wake up and say, man, I ain't doing shit. 
And no, and I don't have to worry about it. I have to call nobody and ask them. Like, it's freedom, man. It's not even about the money. It's my freedom to do whatever I want to do. I understand. Like, my bills will get paid. Making money is easy. If you have a skill, you can make money. People will pay you for especially in this day and age. People will pay you. People will pay you, still pay you to mow lawns. So how can you not make money? Right. And so, and and so, your your thinking is is you know what? Then why don't I do what I want to do? Right. Which is, yeah, and you you know just figure out what I want to do, what I love to do, and, and go from there instead of just settling. You know, we all a lot of us settle. I used to settle. And it, and don't get me wrong, this shit ain't easy. It's it's harder to do this than it is to go, you know what I mean, it's hard to go every day, because I know, if I have a job, I know every day, if I just show up and do, you know what I'm saying, A, B, and C, I'm going to get that same paycheck. Right. I don't wake up like that. I don't know. You know, there's some days I may not make a dollar, and then there's some days I may might make, you know what I'm saying, a couple thousand. Right, right. So so how long how long have you been doing stand-up now? Uh man, when did I meet you, man? Uh, God, this will be my seventh year, sixth, seventh no, year. Holy shit! No, seven. wait. Yeah, about seven years. Wow. Six years. It's been that yeah. long. Damn. Yeah, man. If you like you, I keep telling you, 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 you're the reason I'm still doing it. Right. If, if <laughs> that open mic, bro. I the two things that stand out that, about that open mic were well, three. One, my friend Annalisa was there. She came and supported me. All the people that came, they supported me. But also, uh, I met G. King that night. Oh, did you? I remember you? asking him. Oh, yeah, yeah right, bro. Huh? He was in, the, was in the bathroom, and I asked him if he was a comedian. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, man, I was, I'm, this is my first time. You got any advice? And he was like, yeah, man, be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I mean, I met him at, that day, that night, and then... uh and then you, bro, when you told me that you know what I mean, I had something and come to you like you, so you have something come back. Because I was done that. I was like, man, I ain't doing this shit. But I have stage fright. So that's what that's what happened that night was I got stage fright. I looked at all the people. I was like, man, what the fuck am I? I realized what I was doing and what I was doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I started sweating and I forgot everything that I, you know what I mean, that I thought I was going to remember. And it was a rap, and I was like, I'm never doing this again, brother. And you came up to me, he's like, hey, man, you got something. You like, you got it. That was where he's like, you got it. Yeah. He's like, I've seen it before, you got it. And I was like, I thought you were trying to clown me. Nah. Like, this nigga just wanted me to come back so he can clown me next week. Nah. You know? <laughs> Not at all. And I was like, I went home and I just wrote. Like, you mean, I just did some bullet points of what I wanted to cover, and I just kept memorizing those bullet points. And I came back, man, and it's been on ever since. When you so when you um, initially got the idea to to that you were gonna do stand up, I mean, how did that happen? Where you just, I mean, because you obviously you were a funny person. I mean, you around people, you cracking jokes or whatever. What 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 made you prompted you to decide? Okay, I'm gonna go hit a hit a place and see what I got. Uh, one day we was at my uh, at my boy Rudy's house, and it was a Battle of the Bay, man, Niners versus Raiders. And the Raiders was uh we won that game that time. It was <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll touch on your Raiderdom here here as well. Yeah, well yeah, uh the Battle of the Bay, Raiders versus Niners, we were still in Oakland. And, uh my boy Rudy has like get togethers or whatever, so he had uh uh you know how people do the uh 
the uh, squares. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing squares. They were doing squares right near like good luck, good luck, good luck. And I was serious. I was like, man, I don't believe in luck because it's not it's not in the Bible. You know what I mean? I was like, imagine if Jesus, you know what I mean, got out of the boat and walked on water and be like, man, that's a lucky motherfucker. And I was being, I was just talking. Man. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just talking, and the whole house started laughing, right? Uh-huh. And my buddy named Titus was there. And Titus was like, bro, you ever thought about being a comedian? And I was like, nah. He's like, man, every time I'm around you, you're always the funniest person in the room. And then he was like, yeah, my dad used to be a manager of comedians. He used to manage Jamie Foxx. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah, before he blew up, he was like, he's a man his days. So he's seen people, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh. Maybe this dude knows something. So I was like, only re- I'll do it if you my manager. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, all right, bet. So that's how he ended up in Vacaville, man. Like, I put it out there on social media. It took me, like, after that, though, it took me, honestly, it took me maybe, like, three more months before I actually got on stage. You know what I mean? I put it out on social media. Do you think I should be, y'all think I'm funny enough to be a comedian? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to try it, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, I put it out there, and then, that that day, man, it was in April. It was April, end of April, I remember. Wow. Was it end of April? Yeah, it was like around this time, man, that I uh, went out there to, to Stars in Vacaville and, and first got on the mic. I remember I did it like three times. And then uh, we ended up going to Vegas for the May, uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Whoa. And uh, when we came back, Stars was closed down. <laughs> uh, yeah, huh? <laughs> no more mic. As far as comedy. Well, yeah, they yeah they shut it down. You know, I'm think I'm thinking about trying to reopen that one back up again. I'm trying. I'm I'm actually thinking really seriously thinking about trying to do another open mic just because, um, I I feel like I well, want to get back out you there. Should, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, COVID. You should, man. Yeah, COVID. Yeah, once COVID hit, I mean, I had I had I wasn't doing a lot of stand up up to that point, but then COVID hit. And, you know, I, nothing was going on. So, you know, I just kind of, since then I haven't really done anything. So, but I'm th- thinking about definitely getting back out there. You know, I see you and I'm definitely, you know, really want to Yeah, man, it. I mean, can't let COVID stop. I mean, COVID, everybody coming back outside now, so hopefully it picks up. But yeah, that COVID time, man, that, that shut a lot of stuff down, you know. Uh, it, it slowed a, a lot of people. I mean, people stopped coming outside because of COVID, so it hurt, like, live entertainment, but it's starting to pick back up, so, yeah, it'd be great if you, you know what I mean, uh, picked a, uh, started another one around here somewhere, but, you know, it's hard, like, Fairfield, we, you know, it's hard. Yeah, well, because I've, I've seen, you've, you've put on a bunch of different, you know, productions, and I've, I've seen, to some relative success, but it, it, I do know, yeah, it's hard to get for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the area or what, what it is. I mean, what do you? What, why do you think it's so difficult? It's, I don't know, man. People, I mean, people in Fairfield like to stay in the house, <laughs> unless it's out of town. Unless it's out of town, then they they they're doing something. So that's what it is. They you don't. Know, they, they, they brag about doing something in the Bay. They brag about doing stuff, and then in Sacramento, and then they talk about there ain't shit to do here, you know. But there's shit to do here. I mean. Well, but then there's also though, like the city doesn't want the, us to do nothing. They shut down everything. Right. There ain't no bowling alley. We got what one movie theater. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, uh, they shut down the skating rings, man. There's nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, we got a couple uh, Planet Fitnesses running around here, some gyms open, but there's really there's nothing besides restaurants for people to do. 
So you really, you're forced to go out of town. But, you know, I try to provide, like, comedy shows here uh, because I, I I remember Pepper Bellies. Well, yeah, that was my spot. And I remember how much people love, I mean, I love, I know how people love, how much they love Pepper Bellies. I know how much people love comedy, man. And I love this, I just love to entertain people. I love to bring, like, shows to, to, to my city. What? And I'm going to make you, I mean, I'm going to bring it back, though. Well, I think I think the the thing with Pepper Bellies, I mean, because when I when I first started, I didn't even know I didn't even really know about Pepper Bellies. I had I went up to the Bay to for, when I first started. I went up to the uh, Brainwash Cafe, which is gone now too. That was the first place I ever did stand up, and I was coming back okay. home, and I pulled off, and I was like, "Hey, that's a comedy club!" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And it's like they do an open mic here too, and I started doing it there, and. I was doing it there a couple of years and I had gotten to the point where they would let me put on my own shows and then the place burnt down. And at the time I just figured, you know, no big deal. I'll be able to, you know, do some other things. But I didn't, I mean, I didn't realize how, how lucky I was to have something like that, like right in my backyard. And, you know, and, right. and they had already, they had already had, they were established and they had established headliners coming through. And it was so, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, and so, it, it's almost like, I mean, there's a venue in Vacaville, that place. I forget what it's the DeVille or whatever it's called. That place is beautiful. But for whatever reason, they can't they can't get anything consistent going there. And I don't I don't know really why. I mean, I've seen that they've done. Have you ever have you ever performed there before? Yeah, I performed there twice recently. I performed there with uh, Ariel, uh, Ariel Marin. I did. They were doing some uh, music and I was like part of the opening act. Okay. I did New Year's Eve there, actually. I did New Year's Eve there, and then I did a show in October there. Oh, well, see. All right. Well, right on. Good. Now they're having shows that are coming through. I didn't even think they were doing that. I, I would see here and there. I'd see on, like, social media, see, you know, a couple things here yeah. and there. But nothing consistent, like, because like, Pepperbelly's was a comedy club. That pl- right. that place is just is a more of a, just a, is an entertainment venue. So they're putting on music and, you know, whatever else, whatever they can put in there, you know. Um so but we can have comedy shows there, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we can put, we can do anything we want. That's the thing, man. We can have it. It's just not enough motherfuckers want to get together and do nothing. That's the only thing, brother. It's hard to do it when it's just one or two people trying to do it. But if we had a, like a, a a community of people trying to do it, man, and we were throwing shows together, it'd be easier. Right. You know, it's not it's not easy to just when you're just doing it one person because you can't reach everybody this is true you only touch so many people on social media one person five thousand people is the max on facebook and then if you got other followers other places like you know everybody's not in your same city so it it has to be a a group effort right along with the city behind it also because see the one thing that helped pepper bellies was the city that talked about it right it wasn't just Pepper Bellies. Pepper Bellies wasn't just promoting themselves. They had, you know, word of mouth and everything else. But and it, and we had to be consistent also. We had to consistently put on shows because once you stop, then people, you know, I mean, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, that's true. And that's and see, I, I like I start rest- I kind of restarted this podcast, and I told myself I was going to restart it, and then I'll, you know, get out. Do you? Well, do you even hit open mics anymore? Yeah, yeah, I, I try to, man. I want to hit like honestly, I tell myself I want to hit like uh like three open mics a week at least. 
But uh, I shouldn't even say but. No buts, man. There ain't no excuses. I just have to. <laughs> I need to. There is no, there's no excuses. I, I need to, and I will start hitting like three open mics. I was supposed to go to uh, to Laughs Unlimited and uh, Tommy T's this week. Oh, yeah. But I had, I, had a, I had an order that I had to finish. I had a clothes order, a shirt order that I had to finish. And I, I, I was behind. I had messed up my back couple weeks ago for like the last two weeks my back's been messed up so i've been able to do like i want to do work out and all that stuff like i want to so i'm just now getting back really mobile on my feet so yeah but yeah that's the plan man is to hit like two or three open mics a week you know that's the only way you're gonna get better how much um how much time do you do you have right now like when you when you when you get can you do you you headline do you headline right now i mean i can i i mean it's all up to what the people want. I can go up there and talk shit for sixty minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you know, I mean, do I have sixty minutes of written material? No, no, I don't. But I can go up there and talk shit for sixty minutes. You know, I, I can entertain for sixty minutes. Yes. Do you, I think so? You know, I, you can stretch it. There's a lot of subjects to talk about. Do you also? I know. I don't know. We talked before. I mean, are are you are you looking to do like a? do a, a comedy a put together like a special and put it out there or? yeah I'm gonna do my own though. I, I don't want no I don't want no uh, I don't want no Netflix special well yeah I'm nah a... I want my own I, if I do a special I'm gonna do it myself you know uh, like I, I tell people like people that's like, like their ultimate goal as a comedian is to have a Netflix special like that's some you know some like crowning or something, some great achievement. I mean, if that's your achievement, by all means, go for it. For me, it's not a big deal, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause when you sign that Netflix contract, you become a slave. You, be, I mean, I want to work for my, I work for myself. So if I sign that Netflix contract, if it's not a partnership, where if I did a Netflix special, it would be I already made the special, and Netflix bought it. Right. That way we're partnering up. I don't want to sign a contract and Netflix says, well, you can't do this material ever for this amount of time because we own this. You know what I mean? You can't take this material on tour and make more revenue from it because we already paid you this amount of money. You know, like I would have to sit on that money that they gave me for three or four years instead of me probably making more money if I just made my own special sold it to them later on and I can still keep all the material to myself. Right. It's like only your masters. Hmm. So but you... a lot of comedians nowadays, they just want to, they just want to say they got a Netflix special. They just want to, you know, they think that's the end all to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the people think. I just know for me, I, I it's not a big deal for me. I would, I would sell, I would make my special and then sell it to the people. And then if Netflix wanted to buy it from me, then that's cool. What about what about like a what is it is it just Netflix? What about HBO or Showtime or any of those guys? Or does it even matter? Any of them, man. Okay. I can do it myself. Right. I can bet on myself, and I get all the return. You know what I mean? Everything's back on me. If I fail, then that's on me. If it bombs, okay, that's on me. But if it succeeds, then you know what I mean all the revenue comes to me. Well, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I said, with any of them, I would do the same thing. Like I would already have the, the, the special made and if they wanted to buy it and air it on their platform, then let's do it that way. Well, but I, why would I sign a contract and then I have to do what they say for that amount of time? Because they gave me, 
Never, I will never sell my time and myself for money. Money's not that important to me. Yes, I'm going to be a future millionaire, but it's not like, you know what I mean? I won't sell my soul for it. I'm going to do it, the, you know what I mean? Right. I'm going to do it my way. Right. Well, I know that, um, um, I think I read an article and uh, Joe Coy, I guess he had tried to get a Netflix special a, a number of times and was, was turned down. And eventually what he ended up doing was, is he just produced it and financed it and did it himself and sold it mm-hmm. to Netflix. And then it, it blew up. And I mean, and for him, he's got, already got that built in Filipino audience. So, I mean, that dude's right. worldwide now. So it's like, okay, if they don't, if they don't want right. you, sometimes you got to make them want you. Yeah, I mean, and to me, it's just like when you do it yourself, they'll come for you. When you, you know what I'm saying? When you build it up yourself organically, they're going to come. Instead of you just selling, I mean, to me, it's like you're selling your soul. But if you're partnering up and you have say-so, you have, you know what I mean? Like, you're the, like Mayweather used to say, he's the A-side. Right. Mayweather never had to, like, you know what I mean, settle for what everybody, what they gave them. He said, this is what I want, and that's what he got. Right, because he built himself up to that. So when you build, you if you just take the time and build yourself up, it's like I see so many people nowadays saying, "Man, if I would have invested in Bitcoin yeah, ten years ago, <laughs> I'd have been a millionaire." You know what I mean? But if you had invested in yourself ten years ago, think about where you might have been. Yeah, you know, like if you invest the same thing we invest, we want to invest in all this other stuff, man. If you invest in yourself and in your brand, just think where you'll be in ten years. And that's how I think. I'm my own Bitcoin. I'm my own stock. If I put in the work, you know what I mean, and, and the time, I'm going to build up. I'll, I'll, my value will become that much greater, no matter what I do. Then I can charge my own price. Right. Definitely. As far as, as, far as so stand-up, um, what, can you, can you tell me about your your worst set ever? Not not my not, worst set ever. Yeah, your worst, the worst set you ever had. It had to be the first one. It, well, well, give me, <laughs> I, let me let me let me give me another one. Give me another one because uh, yeah, I want another. Uh, other than that, yeah. Oh man, I. Uh, <laughs> well, because I because I oh, feel like because here's the only reason I say this because I feel like I feel like most most comics like they can't a lot of them aren't gonna really remember their best but they're gonna be able to tell you their worst because that one's just gonna resonate with you. You know, I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My worst man was, uh, I'm not open up for, uh, Jess hilarious. I mean, uh, Hannibal Thompson uh-huh. put me on the show to open up for Jess hilarious. And it was like all females, man. <laughs> I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I got some good pussy. And I remember one of the girls said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was all women, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that right there, man. That's probably my worst, man. Like I was like, man, <laughs> well, this shit is. This, it mean, was a tough night, man. So what? So so what about your best? Do you remember your best? My best set. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've had a couple good nights, man. I've had a couple good nights. I might say probably the comedy union in L.A. I had a good night there. Okay. Yoshi, Yoshi's and uh, what you call it, I had a good night there. Uh, there's a club out in, in, in bro, uh, in Harlem. 
not Harlem, excuse me, the Bronx. I did a Jamaican club out there. It was the hardest club, but I had a good I mean, it was hard because Jamaicans, they, they hard to make them laugh, but they laugh. So that was one of my better sets. Yeah, man. Like New York, New York is a tough crowd, man. Harlem and out that way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Them, 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 yeah, it's tough to make them people laugh. Is, is it because they, they expect you to just hit them from the beginning? Is it that they don't want to wait? Because I know some people have a style, like a storytelling style, to where they'll, it'll take them a minute to hit, get to a punchline or whatever. And, you know, and I, I think I've yeah, heard yeah. that on the East Coast that they're not. It's cold there. They don't got time for bullshit. It's like, look, get to the funny, son. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't got no time to. Yeah. You, I mean, and that's uh, Mario Hodge told me that when I first started, man. He told me, man, the first thirty seconds hit him in the mouth. So that's what you try and make him laugh, and because that you hold their attention there. Uh huh. If you don't hit them in the first thirty seconds, they be like, ah. Especially nowadays, man. Thirty seconds, they be on your, they be on their phone. Oh, right. I can remember that. I can remember being up there, and if I looked down and I seen at the tops of people's heads, and they're staring at their phones, I was like, God damn. Oh well. <laughs> it is what it yeah. is. I'm just go ahead and just but take see, this ass whooping. Like, yeah, but you got to block that shit out, man. You got to, you know, what I mean, look at the people that are fucking with you. That, that's that's what I do in life, man. I fuck with those that fuck with me. So even if say. I lose them people over there. I'll look around and see some people that are fucking with me, that are still in tune with me, and I'll talk to them. If you can get them to laugh, then the laugh will start spreading around the room, hopefully. Well, but, probably, usually, because people are innately their followers, and they want to follow. Right. You know? Right. But, um, so, uh, another another area I'd like to touch on is, is you are... Uh, one of the biggest Raider fans I think I know, next to my wife, who's a also a diehard Raider <laughs> fan, and I and because right. you you came up, you so you're you're from Fairfield, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from Fairfield. I mean, I, yeah, grew yeah, up grew up yeah. Fairfield, been been a Raider, right. so you, and you've been a Raider fan your whole life. Man, I was a Raider. My dad was a Raider fan, so I think mean, I was a Raider fan in his nutsack, brother. <laughs> 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 You know what I'm saying? I shout out a Raider fan, brother. The the one so, thing yeah. the one thing about you that I like is I like I said we follow you on social media is I like the fact that like you're a diehard Raider fan, but you're honest about your team. You know, like yeah. when they're when they're when they're when they're doing their thing, you're there, and when they're not doing their thing, you're you're you, hey, you'll own up to it. You don't you don't try to hide behind shit. Like I make fun of my wife because she's a diehard and she's a homer, so. When she watches, she ain't trying to. She's not trying to hear anything negative, and she's trying to block out all negative shit. If there's a penalty, and even if it's yeah. obviously on the Raiders, she's not trying to hear that. Which I'm not. I don't right. feel that way. I'm, I'm a Denver Bronco fan, and we can get into that later. But if my team's shitty, I'm gonna be the first person to tell you my team is shitty. Yeah, I mean, if they doing bad with us, can I? I mean, we all see it. I'm not gonna be delusional and be arguing. Uh, and usually when they do bad, man, I usually be quiet. I don't talk bad about them. That's what I won't do. Like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense for me to cheer. Like, you see Raider fans that, oh, if they don't get the players that they want, <laughs> then they'll start wishing bad on the team. Like, they're going to go 13, 4-13. you be like, God damn, why? Because they didn't get, <laughs> well, I re- because they didn't get the guy that you want. Well, I remember. You've never seen that? I remember, yeah, because I remember seeing one time you you were talk having a uh, a back and forth with somebody online, and and it was right about the time to where it was the rumor was that Brady Brady was going to come to the Raiders, 
And I think you were like, cool, I'll take him. Yeah, and if, he's the greatest. And I was like, wow, really, that guy? After everything he's <laughs> done to you? But then you were like, well, who gives a shit? I mean, we're gonna, hey, he's going to make us win. Get the players we need to make us win. I mean, it, I, I, I don't control who's on the team. I can't. I don't sign nobody. I don't pay nobody. So I just want the Raiders to win. I don't care who the coaches are. I don't care. I can't get caught up in that no more. As a kid, yeah, that was, you know. But now it's like, man, I just want the team to win. But am I going to – if they win the Super Bowl, am I going to be like, nah, fuck that? Because <laughs> Jared Carr wasn't the quarterback? Right, right. <laughs> am I, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, there's some fans that no matter what sport it is, like there's some fans that don't want the Lakers to win because they have LeBron James on the team. You know, there's some fans that just because of certain players are, aren't on the team, they, you know what I mean? They just hate on the team, and that's just dumb to me. So, me, it's just like, I don't, you know what I mean? I have too much other shit to worry about. Right. For me to get caught up in some, I can't get upset over some shit I can't control. That's great. You know I mean, especially sports. I'm a fan. That's it. I pay my tickets, I buy merchandise. But they ain't calling me up saying, hey, Shad, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Even though last week Ian Rappaport retweeted me. Did he? <laughs> yeah, bro, yeah. What was the tweet? Uh, I was watching uh, Anthony Richardson's Pro Day, and I just tweeted uh, that uh, the first non-player to come up to him after the workout was Raiders GM uh, Dave Ziegler. Hmm. And, yeah, man, I was sitting here. I was watching on my phone laying down, man. It was like 8 in the morning. <laughs> and I just made the tweet. Next thing you know, I I, I look at my notifications, bro, and there's like 99 fucking notifications. And I look, and in the first half hour, it had like 300 and, 390 views. Damn. And then my boy hit me up. He's like, damn, man, he ain't rap report? And I was like, huh? And I looked on rap report, rap sheet, yeah, and he had retweeted it. Didn't you didn't you have a didn't you have a, a Twitter thing with uh Stephen A at one point too? Yeah, I called him Coon. <laughs> Bro, you know, like I look at that tweet still. I look at that tweet and it drives me. Really? Stephen A. Smith make thirteen million a year. He said I'll never. He said I'll they'll make. I, I'll never make as much as him. Oh. So that drives me. Oh, wow. I'm gonna catch that nigga and I'm gonna meet that nigga. I'm gonna show him that <laughs> for real, bro. You don't understand. <laughs> I just got it's, it's, it. Seriously, like yeah, he tweet, he retweeted that. He's like, yeah, more than your ass will ever make. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. And I, I always every year I look and see how much Stephen A. Smith makes. Yeah, I and just, he just resigned for 13 million. So yeah, that's how I look at it, brother. I just I just got through reading his book, which was. Gave me a different different insight about him, um, that, because every I mean these these people that that are on TV we we put them up on pedestals, but when it's all said and done, they're they're human beings just like us. So you know you kind of yeah. you kind of forget that because they're you know in the consciousness you know, but just reading about his life, he didn't have a he didn't have a an easy upbringing you know, which you know I I I don't know what what I was gonna expect when I opened up the book, but I was I'm not gonna say that I was pleasantly surprised, but I was. It was it was giving me an insight into him as a person, you know. Um, right. But uh, me, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. You, you go ahead. No, I'm saying me. I really don't like. I said I just look at him just to try, just to 
I was trying to meet him, so I said, "Yeah, nigga, I did." <laughs> Other than that, I don't fuck. With, I don't fuck with. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't. I used to watch all that stuff, undisputed and and first take and all that, but it just got it is it is something about like it is like got bad to me. You know what I mean? Like I used to wake up religiously, like to look forward to watching that shit. You know, and then I was like, I'm getting up early in the morning to watch grown men argue about sports and they're not even arguing about the game. They're arguing about shit. They don't have nothing to do with the game. And then I was like, I would take that energy that I watched and I would take that out in the world with me. Now I'm arguing and fussing with other niggas uh-huh. <laughs> over shit that didn't matter, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and it's like, so I like it was like what am I doing? Like it is like it is like bad energy. So now it's like and then, like I said, this is a bunch of gossip. They're not talking about the actual games. You know, if 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 Skip Bayless wasn't allowed to talk about black athletes, he wouldn't have a job. <laughs> you know, he talked about LeBron, he talked about Dak, he talked, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? If he couldn't talk bad about black athletes, he wouldn't have a job. You don't talk bad about Jerry Jones. I will nah. nah. You don't talk bad. I mean, he barely. They they don't talk bad about Brett Favre stealing that money. Nah, that but he, yeah. every day, bro. Even when basketball season ain't around, he talk bad about LeBron James. Bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, and here recently you had that that situation in the the female college basketball situation where LSU they won, and you had the the Caitlin, what's her name, Caitlin Clark, I think her name is for Iowa, who was hitting all yeah. those shots, and you know did the little can't see me little, little pantomime deal, and then the other girl from LSU after they win, she's doing it and putting it in her face, and then they and then you go to to social media whatever, and it's like oh man, it's uh, look at this ghetto that the that the girl from LSU did that, but the girl, the Caitlin girl, she, you know, she's the she's the future. How could she do that to her? And usually, usually, like, I mean, and, and I'm just gonna be honest. Like for me, I'm I'm my wife is white. I'm black. You know, I'm a interracial relationship or whatever. So a lot of times, I'm I'm I try to be remain neutral in situations like that. But with that, there, right there, that was blatant, right there, to where it's like. Cause she's a black woman, you just dro- yeah. dropping it on her, you know. Um, how did you feel about that situation? Oh uh, man, it was it was all race driven, man. But but that's just uh, how do I say this, man? Just say it. You don't have to. It's edit just yourself. weak. It's just weak, man. Like everything is. You know what I mean? Like everything boils down to race now. Well, and. A lot of time, people people were quick to say that it isn't, but the sad part is it is, and it always it will is. be. Yeah, everybody want to say it's not, but yes, the fuck it is. We all know it is. Right. You know what I mean? Like I look at the, when I turn on that game, brother. I seen UNLV versus Duke back in the nineties. I seen Michigan versus Duke, the Fab Five. That's what I seen. Uh huh. And I remember how them people used to talk bad about Chris Webber and Jalen and them, and how they used to praise Christian Leitner and them. If you you like ESPN did thirty for thirties on them type of games back in the day. How you you know what I mean? Or or Miami versus Notre Dame. Right. This 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 will be a thirty for thirty. This the situation I between those females. 
Huh? You think that you're talking about the the, the situation between this, the the college, the females playing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're hood. They gangster. That's <laughs> what they're trying to. That's what they're trying to label them, even though they're fucking college students. Right. They're all college students, but because of the way they act, they're gangster. They're hood. They're urban, and then because they're in Iowa, they're different. You don't think? Uh, you don't think uh, Caitlin Clark and them know the motherfucking lyrics to Future and Twenty One and all them? Oh yeah, uh-huh. they all listen to the same music. <laughs> they all doing the same TikTok dances. Right. They're college students. They're not thugs. They're smart enough to get in the co- now college is you know what I'm saying? Like it's not good enough. Like college, they're still thugs no matter what. They're still fucking thugs in college. That's crazy. Sometimes. So, so, so that says. So, what does that say about the school? You just recruit these girls because they can play sports. Well, probably. And now, now that now that backtracks to slavery. Uh oh. Ah shit. It's a slip. I'm just saying, bro. Because if they're if they're just thugs, they're not looked at as college students, and they're looked at as thugs. Then what the fuck is a, a university, a higher level university, bringing in thugs for? Only to play basketball? Mm-hmm. You're not looking at them for their academic achievements? You're not looking at them for their uh, uh, out of school, you know what I mean? Their extracurricular achievements? The one girl's already a millionaire. Well, yeah. The, what it was, She's a freshman. She signed to Rock Nation. Wow. For for which she's team? a rapper, yeah. She's already a millionaire, bro, in college, a freshman. Shit, I need her business manager, damn. But yeah, man, this country, you know, they 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 want to label them thugs because and they did the same thing the one girl did. You know, it's like this one. What's his name? Like, go back to when Seamus. What's his name? What's his name? Is that his name, Seamus? And he called him nappy-headed little hoes. Oh, oh, that, yeah, uh, yeah. He was the um, God. I can't remember his name. He was he was working around. Um, Imus, yeah, Imus, Imus, yeah. and Howard Stern and them cats. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they always, bro. It's always racism, man. But they only do that because they know it. You know what I'm saying? That they know that gets the the ratings. That gets the ratings, man. This shit is weak. Well, I well, I feel like it it kind of like goes hand in hand with with the news in general. I mean, I don't I don't know about how you are with um politics, but you know, I don't fuck with not at all. Do you? Nah, I don't vote, bro. I don't vote for people that don't want to see me get wealthy. Wow, man! No. Never in the history of politics have you heard a politician say, "If you vote for me." I'll make sure that we, you and your family, obtain generational wealth. Nah. Why has that never been said? They lower taxes and shit, but they they'll offer more jobs. But they won't tell us how to start our own businesses. Why? Why teach me how to get a job, or why provide more jobs? Just give me a fucking business. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Help me learn how to start a business. So how, how do you how do you feel about our um our our forty fifth president, Mister Trump? What are your feelings about him? Oh man, I don't care, man. It's it's so popular. Right. He ain't going to jail. I don't think so it's, either. No, nah, he's not going to jail, man. I don't. I, 
I don't know. I and don't... if he does, and if he does, what is he gonna do for my life? I'm still gonna have to get up and get. I still got to do what I got to do. Right. I still got to chase. Like all that shit is a distraction. Anything that that takes you off your focus of your dreams is a fucking distraction. It ain't the politics. Ain't the, all that's a distraction. All of that is meant to distract us from really being who we are meant to be, bro. Okay. It all programming. You know I mean they send our kids to school for eight fucking hours a day, man? You know what I mean, the, but they don't teach them. They teach them. the other day. My I asked my daughter what she do at school. She said she learned. She said not learned. She said they dissected a pig's eye for two hours. And I was like, "What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> what? Are, what is a kid gonna do with dissecting a pig's eye, bro? In the future, what can they do with that? Um, it's gonna be an experience that they talk about <laughs> later on, I guess. They, they won't even, remember, brother, like. That two hours, they can teach the kids how to do taxes. They can teach them how to file a checkbook. They can teach them how to uh, start talking about businesses. People understand, man. Okay, they're too young to work. They're not too young to earn money. <laughs> no. There's kids on Netflix. I mean, not Netflix, excuse me, on YouTube earning money but not working. They're playing with toys and, and making money. There's ways, you know what I'm saying? There's things they can teach these kids besides, like, even a veterinarian, brother, doesn't dissect the pig's eye. If a pig's eye is out, it's done. You know what I mean? Turn the bacon. <laughs> like, honestly, there's no, like, oh, you've never seen a report where they had a successfully blind pig, you know what I'm saying, get his sight back. And now he's running around the pig pen. True. It's a waste of time, brother. They, you know what I mean? They, they, they groom our kids. They program our And then what's so fucked up, right, is... That if the kid doesn't find interest in the pig's eye, so you know what, fuck this shit, I'm bored or whatever, just acts out, then the teacher's gonna fail him, and then they're gonna say, oh, he has a learning, they can say he has a learning disability, or you know what I mean, he has ADHD or some shit, he's easily distracted. No, this doesn't, you know what I'm saying, this doesn't keep his attention. He knows this is bullshit. Was that was that your experience when you were in school? Nah, man, nah. I was a smart ass kid. Oh, okay. School, no, nah, I was never bored. I was a class clown, but no, nah, when, when we were in school, bro, it wasn't cool to be dumb. Like, if you went to continuation school or something, we laughed at you. So, you know, all my friends, we, we were trying to play sports and stuff. So, no, nah, we kept our grades up. Okay. Yeah, it was better. You know what I mean? We were we trying to show off, get them 4.0s and stuff because we thought it meant something. Now, I mean, you get like, like kids today, man, they got to go to kindergarten. Starts in kindergarten, they tell kids they need to go to college. Yeah, it's a kindergartner. What you want to go to college for? <laughs> well, that I. But I, they're already programmed to want to go to college. They don't even know what they want to go for. What if they want to make T-shirts? What if they want to be a comedian? They got to go to college for that. Nah. Exactly, bro. They program them already. They're going to be in debt. <laughs> oh, well, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, I, just, I don't know, bro. I read and look at shit different nowadays, man. Well, because you're getting older, getting knowledge, wisdom. I mean, yeah. hopefully that would be most people, but the, the world isn't set up that way. Not everybody's going to, not everybody's path is that. Some people are meant to be in 
dead end jobs and that's just what the what it is it is what it is you know right right yeah yeah i don't know nobody for their own path whatever makes you comfortable whatever makes you happy whatever brings you peace in your life do that shit so do you, you know what do, I mean? do you do you so we know you're a raider fan do you what about basketball you got a basketball squad that you follow or, or are you just a uh, fan in general i rock with, I rock with the 76 right now man oh really I was expecting yeah, I, I, I was expecting Warriors, you know, just because I used to rock with the Warriors, man. When they first won the championship, the first year, uh -huh. before everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, I used to rock with the Warriors. Then, like all the fans jumped on the bandwagon, man. They got so obnoxious. Uh huh. Like the fan, the fan, the fan base got obnoxious. It's not even the team. I, I like, I like the team. I like Curry. I like Clay. I like Draymond. I like. I mean, I like GP3. I like, you know what I mean, Pool. I like all the players. They're cool. I had no, I mean, no problem with the players. It's the fans, though, acting like the Warriors did, were trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before 2015. Right. I mean, it hasn't even been a 10-year run yet. I feel I feel like, I, like when you say that, it's the fans. I, I feel that way about 49er fans. I put them in the exact the same, same way. But yeah, they, they, 49er fans irritate the shit out of me. Yeah, and they haven't won nothing in so long. Uh, exactly. Yeah, they make you. They make you cheer against their team. They got the pieces. It's though. the fans. It's not the players. Like I said, like there's some players. Like I like Debo. There's some players on the Niners. Kittle. I like some Niners. You know what I mean? But the fans. Make it hard for you to go. You know what? I want to see them win. The crazy thing because I know they're gonna be so obnoxious around it. The crazy thing about the Niners, though, is they they got all the pieces. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. So I don't. I, yeah, that's exactly exactly where I was getting ready to go. I don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback with because apparently, what is it, Purdy? He did something to his elbow or his his wrist or something in the, in the playoffs last year. I think he, I think he's had surgery, but, um, and then they man, got they the, talking about right now, man. Uh, word on the street is if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, the Niners going to go after him. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm tired of the Aaron Rodgers story. I've heard enough of him. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't feel like Aaron Rodgers really even wants to play football anymore. I mean, we can't walk away from sixty million dollars. But that's exactly. I think that's <laughs> that's Dundrum. I think I think that they. I mean, you do they whip that 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 number in front of me? I'm gonna do it whether I want to do it or not. But I don't really think right. he feel he feels like playing football anymore. He has, and I mean, he but needs. But then again, he's not the one negotiating the trades. It's the Jets and the and the, and the Packers. They wanted him gone so bad. The trade already be done. And so you know what's so you don't think the Packers really want him back gone? No, nah, I just think that uh, I think they're asking too much. I was, yeah, I don't think they really want him gone. Mm. If they did, he'd already be gone, right? Uh, yeah, he, uh, you would think. You definitely would. But think. then again, bro, this is this is exactly. I mean, nothing is original. Everything repeats itself. This is exactly how it was with Brett Favre when he went to the Jets. Right. They yeah. didn't trade Brett Favre only until August. Right. When he went to the Jets that year, yeah, they didn't trade him until August, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, this is like he's following the Brett Favre's uh, path. The exact same way. This is how they do business. 
Well, again, like I said, he whatever he does is I'm I've seen enough of him. What about what what about your new what about the Raiders new quarterback? How do you feel about him? I told you, man, I don't care who plays on the Raiders. As long as they win, man. As long as they win. I mean, do you as long look as they win, brother. If you look I at I know he's not going to be there. He's not going to be there long. You don't think so? Just what a year or two? No, nah, he got a 3-year contract. Okay. And I think I think it really he got a 1-year contract and then he got a couple of years behind it, but they're going to draft the quarterback this year, and that's who they're going to go with in the next couple of years. Well, I mean, if you you look at what they've done, is your boy McDaniels has brought in all these ex-Patriots. It's almost like a, another Patriot team, you know? Mm-hmm. Players go everywhere, man. He brought, he brought in guys he's familiar with that know the system. Right. Look at, look at the big difference from when Derek Carr played to when Stidham played. Stidham knew the system. So when he came in, it was night and day. You know what I mean? He, his first game threw for, uh, against the number one defense. He went against the number one defense and threw for 365 yards. Sure did. And I was at that game, man. Was in, you know was it in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he went out there against the number one defense. They hadn't allowed – I mean, there was a run where the Niners hadn't allowed no uh, – fourth quarter points and all kind of shit. They damn sure wasn't giving up 35 points a game. Right, that's what. That's right, it was against the Niners. Yeah, he had 35 points. Yeah, but you know what's crazy is he's not even on the team now. I think he's not on Denver. He's a Denver, which I didn't. I'm like, why did we pick this guy up? I mean, we got bigger problems with Russ Wilson. He's... I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We got to see what Sean Payton gonna bring to the table. I'm gonna tell you what Sean. And they need a running game. That's what exactly what I was getting ready to say. We're gonna be running the ball a lot in Denver. Russ, they, we ain't gonna be letting Russ do too much cooking. Is what's getting ready to happen this season, okay? Because he, 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 he wanted out of um, Seattle because they wouldn't let him do what he wanted. And the thing is, is they knew what they had in him, and they were like saving him from himself. I knew when Denver picked him up over the summer. And people were like, oh, yeah, you guys got Russ Wilson. I was like, let's just wait and see. Because this dude was a starting quarterback on another team. Why didn't they want him? There's a reason why we got him. So we get him. And then before the season even starts, we sign him to this big fat-ass deal before we see him throw one meaningful fucking pass. Right? And then the season starts, and he's complete. I mean, he's like, he, what the hell am I looking at? And I was like, it didn't even surprise me. And we saw what it was for the rest of the season. So – We'll see. But I'm, nah, brother, I mean, honestly, I mean, think about all the quarterbacks last year that was in the new system. Him, he was in the new system, he struggled. Derek Carr was in the new system, he struggled. Uh, both of the coaches gone, Derek Carr is gone. Uh, Tom Brady, he went from Arian, what's his name, calling the plays to to – What's, his, what's the brother's oh. name? The quarterback. Yeah. Byron um, Leftwich. Right. Yeah, because at first, Arian was calling the play when they won the Super Bowl. Even though Leftwich was the offensive coordinator, <laughs> Bruce yeah. Arian was calling the plays. Yeah, they... So then the next year, you have Byron Leftwich calling the plays and see how Tom Brady struggled. It's like different systems, man. I mean, we're going to see. I'm telling you this year, Dak Prescott's going to struggle. They're going to be worse than last year, even though he do all the interceptions because they're going to be in a new system. Kellen Moore. The Cow- the Cowboys are another team that haven't done shit since 95, 
and they're they're held up on this pedestal like that like they're gonna do something every year but they don't there has been that never were most years it is we you know what I mean like Raiders Niners uh Cowboys we've got big fan bases right so you're gonna hear the most trash talking from them fan bases Steelers you know we got big fan bases so we're always gonna <coughs> you're always gonna hear it. I mean especially you live out here so you know what I mean? I don't know, like, in other parts of the country how it is. But out here, like, you know, in the Bay Area, man, we're diverse in everything, whether it be sports, race, everything is diverse, man. Like, you just ain't got, like, everybody's not Niner fans out here. Everybody's not Raider fans. You got Cowboy fans. You got Steeler fans. I guess you're right. I never thought about it like that. You're right. There are. It's not everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? If you go to, like, to, to Dallas, you don't mainly have Cowboy fans, man. Right. That's how you're going to pretty much see. You ain't going to see like a mixture. Of like You ain't going to see hella Raider fans. Like out here, you go to a Raiders game, you'll see a lot of, you'll see half the stadium be half Raiders and half Cowboys. Oh, yeah. You go to a Niners game, it'd be Staters half, half, you know, half and half. Like we have a lot of, you know what I mean? Like we have a big fan base. There's not. Out here, there's not just one. St- you go to a store, you can get any jersey you want. As a way, if you lived in in, in Dallas, you'd only get the Cowboys jerseys for the most part. Right, definitely. Here, you get all kind of. I mean, it's like the fan base is like a mixture, because the teams, you know, they weren't always that good. <laughs> I just remember when when I was a kid, though. I, I always remember the Niners being good. The Niners, yeah, they were always they were always on the top. Niners and Cowboys. When I was a kid, even a young man coming up, it wasn't until I said hit my like my my late thirties. I'm fifty one now, and the those top teams started to kind of fall off. I mean, the Cowboys haven't been the same since, you know. But it yeah, is what it is. But it's like uh, like basketball. There's a lot of Laker fans out here because the Lakers were winning. The Warriors weren't that good. You know what I mean? Lakers, you had, you know what I mean? The Kings, Sacramento fans. There's a lot of Sacramento Kings fans. Yeah, hell yeah, that's my squad. Used to be, you know what I'm saying? Not so much. I mean, they're starting to come back out now, but. Well, yeah, they're yeah. now. Don't bring them cowbells back out, man. Y'all downtown now. Y'all ain't out there. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell my wife. My wife got like seven of them, okay? She's season ticket holder. Cowbell? Oh, yeah. She, she obnoxiously ringing them motherfuckers at games, too, boy. <laughs> She's one of them. I I I've had to stand up and prove my love a couple times because of that goddamn cowbell. <laughs> tell you. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have any? You got anything up coming up comedically before we before we get going here? Anything you want to plug? Uh, month, I'll be at Tommy Cheese. Uh, I'll be at Tommy Cheese at the end of the month. I just got put on the show with Tommy Cheese. I was like I said, man, I ain't been out hitting no no mics, man. No, nope. out of sight, out of mind, you know. So I got to get back on my uh, my hustle, on my grind. Well, I got to get back to do mics. I got to work on some new material, man. So, well, well, like you yeah. like you said, I maybe maybe we need to link up because, like I said, I'm 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 definitely looking to start a mic out here, so that I we have, good, have something. You know, I'm always out. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll definitely link up with you on that cuz I want to that's something I want to do even if because I want to I want to do stand up 
just I don't I don't have any um, plans to be in lights or whatever. It's just something I would just want to do as a passion, you know. So and it'd be nice. I to tell have myself, some. bro, like people, you know, what I'm saying, like I don't, I just want the fortune, bro. I don't want the fame. Right. I mean, like I want to, like I'm more like you know, what I'm saying, I see myself more as a Keenan Ivory Wayne, more than a Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I really, I, I inspire to be like Tom Byron. About, oh, yeah. Is that his name Tom Byron? Or oh, I know who you're talking. About. He's dude, he's a super. He's like a billionaire or some shit. Byron. Uh, Byron Allen. Byron Allen. Yeah, Byron Allen. Yeah, I don't know. How I said Tom Byron. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Byron Allen, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a, he started as a comedian, boy. He's gonna stand up. And now look at him now, man. On TV stations. You know he's he, he he tried to buy he tried to buy the Broncos. Right. He didn't have that. Yeah. Wa- didn't have that Walmart money though. Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, you know. But but I also say, man, wherever wherever uh, God takes me, that's where I'm going. I I ain't got no say so really. I'm just a vessel. Okay. So if God has it for me to be famous, then that's what's gonna happen. You know. And wherever that is, people are probably gonna be laughing because you're a very funny individual. Uh, Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I mean that's that's the main thing I want to be good at. That's what I want to be great at is being a great comedian. At the end of the day, everything else I do is just a bonus, man. Everything else I do is because of comedy. I started doing like shirts and stuff and clothes and stuff because I was like, oh, if I can do comedy, I can do this. Anything I do, I always remember that first time, bro. It always goes back to you. I remember like, okay, I bombed that first time, but I got better as I kept doing it. Yeah. So anything I do, I always got applied. Like, okay, I sucked. Anything I do, if I if I suck the first time, that's cool. I sucked the comedy the first time, but look where it's taking me. I've traveled all over the country, not all over, but I've been places yeah. because of comedy. I've been places I never would have been if it wasn't because of comedy. And I already know the places that I'm gonna go where comedy's gonna take me. So anything I do, I just apply that mentality to it. Like, yeah. It was bad the first time, but if you keep doing it, anything you do, if you keep doing it over and over, you're going to get better. You're going to get great at it. That's anything. There's no secrets to greatness, man. It's just putting in the work. Putting in the time and the work. And, you know? And, and you will be great at it. Nobody, I'm saying, you'll be great at it no matter what any other, nobody else says. It's what you say. <laughs> right on. Right on. Nobody can, nobody can define you. Nobody can tell you what your greatness is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can't, man. You know what well, I mean? well, thank you very much, sir. We're going to sign off here. Oh, thank you, bro. In an hour. Yeah, definitely. Um, But we will be in touch, and thank you very much for your time, Mr. Nuffset. We'll be looking for you, okay? All right, brother, for sure, man. Thank you for having me again, man. I appreciate it, man. You have a blessed day, and uh I'll be talking to you soon, man. Let's get these open mics cracking. We will, sir. Have a good day, man. Take All right, bro. You have a blessed day. Late. Late. Give it up to my man, Nuff said, man. How could you not be into that cat? It's out there doing it, man. Check him out comedically. Check me out, too, eventually when I get this mic going because I'm getting back out there. Sarcastically speaking, I almost fucking forgot the name of my own goddamn podcast. Sarcastically speaking about sports. Good night, y'all.
That's that headhunter production. You don't know nothing about that headhunter. Headhunter, son.